welcome to Conversations from the Cafe, a recap from my monthly book club at Cafe Con Libros, a feminist bookstore in Brooklyn. I'm Kalima, the owner of Cafe Con Libros, and your host. And my co-host today is Rebecca Hogan. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Kalima. Tell us a little bit about who you are. I am a research program manager, um, and I work on an AI portfolio for a major tech company. I am a mother of one and wife to one, and I live in Brooklyn. Nice. And tell us, how did you find the bookstore? I was on maternity leave Mm -hmm. and really needed to get out of the house. And so I would uh, strap my daughter into a little carrier on my chest and take take a walk. And that's how I ended up at the bookstore. Cool. Are you originally from New York? I am from New Jersey. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And what's your favorite place in Brooklyn? I really like Fort Greene Park. Yeah, I get um, it. I like sitting kind of under the trees that are right around the monument. Mm-hmm. And I don't get to do it as much as I, I should, but mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite places. I can dig that. I can dig that. I went to Brooklyn Tech and we used to run in Fort Greene Park, so I can definitely dig that. Do you identify as a feminist? I do. And so tell us, when did you become a feminist? What's your coming of age, coming of feminist story? Um, I can't think of a time when I wasn't a feminist. Mm-hmm. I went to an all-girls school mm-hmm. um, starting from kindergarten. And, and while the school itself, I wouldn't say it was a Catholic school. Right. I wouldn't say that there was a lot of feminism discussed. I do think that from an early age, the idea of women being empowered to share their thoughts and be educated and be as successful at different subjects like math um, and science was part of a feminism that I just always took for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think by the time I was old enough to really understand sort of a complex view of feminism and intersectional feminism, I realized it was already part of my life. Wow. I can't even imagine what it would be like to go to an all-girls school. Goodness. You don't have the insecurities, I think. I would think they don't exist in comparison to, to males, you know? Yeah, And exactly. like this, the focus on on males in terms of math and science, it's just a It's just not on, a reality. It's just not there. Yeah. Wow. What's your favorite feminist book? I really like Bad Feminist. Oh, Roxane Gay. Yeah, Roxane yeah. Gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed that. Yeah. We needed that. Um, I mean, I I appreciate pretty much everything she writes. Yes. We are ta- discussing The Proposal by Jasmine Goulery. And you didn't choose the book. Someone else chose the book. Blessing chose the book. However, Blessing was already on a podcast for All About Love. Mm-hmm. And we discussed who would be a good co-host for this book. And we're like, hands down, Rebecca, because she she holds no punches when it comes to men, romance, love, because you slayed <laughs> Connor in, <laughs> in Normal People last month. So we were like, hands down, Rebecca would be the best person. And... I checked in with you and just like just to reveal parts of our conversation, we were both like, what is this book about? Like, what's the purpose of this book? Um, So let's just probably start off with a synopsis of it. And then we need to discuss like our feelings about the book a little bit. (laughs) It's going to be interesting conversation. Um, I guess for a synopsis, the book starts with Nick who is a black woman who's dating an actor named Fisher. 
and they're at a baseball game when Fisher makes a public proposal to her on can the I Jumbotron. Just, can I just say one thing? Fisher is a white man with a, a bun. And yes, they, he has they, a man some, bun. For some reason, they <laughs> for some reason they say that it's a man bun, and so is it is that's an interesting sort of detail that they that she chose to include. Yes, yes. The proposal goes terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick is not down with it, and she sort of rejects him very publicly while um, in front of everyone at the stadium and everyone on TV. Mm-hmm. And in the aftermath of that. A man named Carlos and his sister Angela swoop in and save her from potential interviews. And over the course of the book, she becomes more attracted to Carlos. Mm -hmm. Carlos becomes more attracted to her. Mm -hmm. They meet each other's friends. And um, I guess it's a typical romance novel in the fact that there's a, a lot of sex and ultimately a reveal of people's feelings, you know, a decision to be together. Mm -hmm. So full disclosure... I, Kalima DeSus, have a confession. I did not finish the book. And so I'm wondering. <laughs> so, I mean, other than that being like terrible because I am the host of the podcast, I, I, I think that, that that's a good jumping off point on some levels mm-hmm. about like why or what caused me to not be able to finish the book. I just felt that the book was like pointless on some, I, it, 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 nothing intrigued me about this book. I kept waiting for some conflict mm-hmm. or some sort, some point of drama mm-hmm. for a villain, for some something like terrible to happen so mm-hmm. that there could be sort of a repair of some breakup or something. Right. And I feel like that conflict never manifested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, over the, while we were discussing it at the book club, I guess I just also didn't realize what romance novels were like. Yep. And that, um, they don't necessarily have that point of conflict. The the conflict is more about will they get together or not. Right. You know, if, if that's the case, it's very clear. And right. One of the themes that we talked about a lot at the book club was that romance novels are supposed to be light and it's right. not supposed right. to be deep investigations of uh, each character about uh, where they stand right. in, in relationship to each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, or, or society at large mm-hmm. is meant to be about do they like each other? Do they have sex? Are they going to get married? And that's and that sort of surface level plot is satisfying and right. perhaps enough on its own. Yeah, I think so. I think also what we realize about our book club, the majority of us are into sort of very high sedity um, sort of I think Joe said it perfectly she's like high literary um, books and so for me it was really important for me to say to myself okay Kalima you are accustomed to sort of non-fiction academic very complicated very um, robust readings I completely honest like everybody knows this about me my favorite book is The Blue Side by Toni Morrison, mm-hmm. then followed by Song of Solomon, followed by um, All About Love, Bell Hooks, like Sister Outside of Audrey Lord. Like there's a theme here. So it's, I, and, and the only thing that's outside of that in terms of um, the genre is um, Americana, which to me is the ultimate love story. And now I'm so happy to add in a non person of color. Sally Rooney, Normal People, which was, to me, one of the best romance novels I've ever read. Um, so I knew going into this book, the first couple of pages, I said to myself, 
measure yourself, measure yourself, measure yourself. And still, and still, even with that, I couldn't get through it. And I think part of it is because I'm coming from this line of reading and thinking and that is, that is very complicated. Uh, and, I th- and one of the questions that I asked in the group is like, is it that black folks or black women, or is it just, and specifically me, not to speak for, my, for every black woman on earth, but is it that I can't experience that level of levity because I am a black woman and that this is not what love and romance looks like to me? Like, I don't know how to read a book that's not complicated, you know? Yeah, but I mean, have you have you ever had just like a fling that wasn't complicated at all and you didn't have to talk about, you know, deep things or emotional connection? No. My fling, <laughs> my husband was we was he was supposed to be a one night stand. Four going on 5 years later with a son, we're married. So it's I I went into it saying like, "Oh, I want to I want to have my first one night stand and my first one night stand ended in us being married interesting so i don't you know maybe my maybe you know my choice of reading also mimics my life it's an imitation of my life i don't know but i really did try to like i want to be more light i want to sort of just jump into a book and just have it like be an experience like it doesn't have to take me places doesn't have to make me think or feel anything um deep and rich yeah, I can see how that that would be fun. Um, part of what I wonder, though, is is it that you have to read books that are of a certain literary style, and your analysis can still remain the same, right? Because even though this book perhaps didn't have the deep plot yeah. or character development that we might be used to in some other books, I think our conversation yes. did still focus primarily on the character's discussion of race and ethnicity because Nick is black and we sort of, we understand that from very early on. Right. We know that um, her friend Courtney who owns the cupcake shop is Korean. Right. But I think there are half of the people who didn't quite understand that Carlos was Mexican. I'm one of them. Right. I definitely took Carlos to be Afro-Latino from the description. Right. And perhaps that's just, I mean, it's just my lens, right? Mm -hmm. Because... I know plenty of men named Carlos, and, right. and most of them are are black men. So right. I, I, I didn't take him to be Mexican until toward the very end of the book where they say so explicitly. Right. And maybe it's just because I think everyone in L.A. is eating tacos and making enchiladas for dinner. And right. I think people took that to be cultural cues. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be. Yeah. Right. But that's because we weren't reading the book as a surface book. Right. So I think the author did a good job at like touching down on some of these complicated topics, but she didn't delve deep into it. Right. So apparently she touches down on race. Mm -hmm. Don't she doesn't delve deep. She touches on feminism and what does it mean to be an independent woman um, and how you show up in relationships and what you allow and what you don't allow. But she doesn't go deep. I, I got the feeling that she does. She dated predominantly white men. How yeah, it, I think it's a passing comment. Right, and but there was no conversation around it, no analysis, no investigation of it, and so I think that she does, she go, she just tips her toe into things, but she doesn't take us deep down into things. And I, what I, what we learned today, because we had three people in the room who were who read romance novels, is that that is the way it's supposed to be, and the the, the timeline of things also, right? It's like in the first six weeks of a relationship, that's when everything is like hot and heavy. 
it, romance novels are not about the post six weeks of relationships, yeah. you know, where things get real and grimy, you know. Exactly. And, you know, I think one of the other discussions we had was that within this six weeks, he, even though they both started off with what I think was a really good discussion about how neither of them was looking for a serious relationship, um, Nick, for very obvious reasons, um, because she just came out of a very bad and public breakup. But I think we also learned that uh, Carlos um, is sort of getting over the grief mm-hmm. of his father yeah. passing, yep. and he's sort of not in an emotional space for a relationship. So even though they have that discussion, somehow within six weeks, Carlos is saying, I love you to her, and she's shocked by it. Right. And then he gets very angry that she doesn't return his feelings. Right. At least not on the spot. Right. And again, like there, there are these sort of major points in someone's life where you could really explore that. Like right. We could explore her feelings around right. the public proposal. We could explore um, deeper, like his feelings of grief and how he's how he's dealing with mm-hmm. it. But there isn't there isn't a really deep character discussion around no. either of those points. There isn't. And what we kept being told is that that's not the point of a romance. Exactly. The point of a romance <laughs> is to escape reality because real in reality, what a good thing she could have done in a way that would have still been fun and light is to allow Nick to maybe journal her feelings, right? Like it could, because she was a writer, she could have just been journaling her feelings. It didn't have to necessarily be a conversation with her and um, Carlos. It could just been a conversation with herself and like, just like dig deep in it. And I'm kind of funny in my journal too. You know, like I try to be, I try to practice my humor in journal. So I think that that could have been a way for her, for, for the, the novel to go deeper or the book to go deeper. And I guess what everybody kept trying to push us to say, like, that's not the point. Yeah. And to just let it be what it is. And it's, a, what do they call it? A romance comedy? Is that a yeah, comedy? Like a rom- what is it? Yeah, like a romantic comedy. A romantic bit. comedy. Um, clearly, yeah. I don't know much about it because I don't even know what the damn title is. <laughs> But the other thing we found out is that this is the second book. Right. In, right. Um, I think there's at least two others. So there's three right, um, so far. total. Mm-hmm. And then some of the auxiliary characters in this book um, appear in the other in the other books where there may be more of a discussion right. of race or or feminism right, right. or something like that. But maybe you don't know because we haven't read them yet. Right. But I'd be curious to know. Um, how these themes are brought up in the others. Right, and they sort of explore it more deeply. I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive, which is probably what I'm struggling with, but okay, I'm just going to let it be what it is. But and again, I'm going to tell you all that I did not read this particular part where um, Nick is going into the restaurant and she learns that Alexa is black and they have this, this, blah, 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 blah. But I, for me, um, again, the race issue is a big issue. Even like when his microaggressive um, comment, oh, my, like my parents would have wished that you were Mexican, but they like you anyway. Mm-hmm. Completely microaggressive, completely like brushed off. Um, is that what romance is? Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess a romance, f- fantasy romance. This is just not, is, it, is there such a thing as like romance that's real and like romance is just fantasy? I think not in the, in the construction of a romance novel. Yeah. Um, which 
this is probably the only one that I've read. And so I don't I don't have much to go on. But it seems like um, the formulaic nature of it means that you have to have some points of contention, but they can't they can't take over the book. I think the the novel is driven by opportunities for sex and then opportunities to do cute relationship things so that ultimately you can end up together and if that's the formula for romance novels that's what this is hitting right and the the points about race or the points about gender roles or why carlos has purchased this expensive car with his inheritance none of none of that is is really explored and again, like that's that's totally okay because it all just presents an opportunity for you to know very little about him as a person, mm-hmm. but just enough that you can either like him or hate him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the fact that he and Nick are going to end up together. The other thing about this book is that um, I think Caroline brought this up. There is a void in the black literary canon of black romance novels. Although I will continue to argue... Americana is a romance novel, <laughs> but it doesn't follow this particular sort of what is it they they said it's like a script, yeah, for what a, a real romance novel. Yeah, is there's about. a formula. There's I a think formula. Americana surely doesn't follow that formula. There is there's romance in it. It's a love story. It's a love story, and may, maybe there's a difference between rom- a romance novel and a love oh, story. Oh, maybe I'm more for the love stories. Like normal people was let's you're absolutely right. Normal people is a love story. Romance, you know why? Because ro- love story means that there is there's a whole continuum. Yes, like there's a beginning, middle, and end because it's a story. Yeah, a romance for me is like it it captures just a part of a love story and maybe that's what's the difference yeah because it, everything takes place within a really short time frame yeah 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 yeah. and i was just listening to a podcast unfortunately i cannot remember the podcast but it was a lady who was talking about she's a romance novelist and she has written many 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 books a black woman and she talked about having read a whole bunch of novels um, romance novels and not being able to see herself in it so it does fill a void. I mean, it fill a void in the ter- in the sense on multiple levels. In the sense, like there are not enough black romance novels. There's a lot of black love stories, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of black romance novels. Also, that there's a space for levity in our community that we typically don't get to see. We talked about in the book club that a lot of our books are rooted in struggle and that sometimes we need a space where it's just like no struggle or the struggle is just like, oh, like you said earlier, like, do I like him? Do I not like him? Am I going to sleep with him? And I'm not going to sleep with him. Like that becomes that's the struggle. There is also room for books that are written by POC to just not be good. Yeah, I think that's true. Clearly, everybody cannot be Toni Morrison, and that's fine. But I do, Mm. I do think that our community can have a, a broad diversity of topics and subject matter. I think we can have books that focus on love and books that focus on sex books with really deep investigations of relationships and books where it's it's just a really quick light read that's interesting for what it is and we don't have to have really complex investigations of it. Right. I think when when I do say we can have books that are not great, 
I still think we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. Yes. I think we could have, <laughs> I think it's totally fine to have books that we, that we don't like, but I do think that what, wherever you're writing, you should put thought and effort into it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 1, so I don't mean percent. to imply, you know, Jasmine Guillory, if you're listening to this, that your book is, <laughs> is not good. I think that, I think that for, for my first romance novel, I actually think that, you know, it's totally different from what from what yep. I'm used to. Yep. And 1, I appreciate it for the fact that I probably never read romance novels because when I looked at the cover and saw like, you know, some, you know, old white man with long hair and his shirt open, I thought that's cheesy and I'll never read it. Yes. And whereas this book, I didn't take it for that, you know, judging books by covers. And that encouraged me to read it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. So I am committed to getting through the book because our conversation, although I would say more than half the room did not like the book. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that a lot of people were surprised and perhaps didn't know it was a romance novel to begin with. Mm -hmm. Or people who'd read romance novels before and liked like reading romance novels really liked it. Right. Because it's so different. Right. I think people who... um, are more along the lines of high literary canon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're hoping or expecting right. perhaps something different. Right. But I don't think anyone said they hated it. We sure. definitely had, um, you know. Which shall book, remain nameless. Yeah, we definitely have had book clubs where people <laughs> left hating the book. So I don't think that was this at all. I yeah. Think, I think for a romance novel, and for pe- from people who don't read romance novels right. like myself, right. I think... Um, you know, you got a lot of appreciation. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely through conversation. I think I saw a different part of this book and it, it makes it more intriguing for me based on the conversation. There are so many books that I want to read that every word that I'm reading means something, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time to waste. I have a son. I work full time. I have this bookstore. Like, I, everything has to matter. And, only because of our conversation am I going to finish this book, which is part of the reason why I appreciate this book club so, so much because I, we really do get to see and hear from different people, different perspectives, and I really do get to learn from other folks. Um, so I, I appreciate that. When you, when you get to other parts of it, yes, I think you'll find a need for cupcakes. A need cup, uh, yeah. Okay, I will. Our next book is The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us for another conversation from the cafe. Our producer, Claire, shout out. Thank you so much for everything that you do. You can follow us at Cafe Con Libros underscore BK on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, Please rate us on Apple, iTunes. If you can, please give us a five because we put a lot of work into this and we love doing this work and the more fives we get and positive reviews that we get the more people can learn about our podcast thank y'all so much and look forward to seeing you next month